I think it's working. I think we're good. I think we start again. Doesn't matter. Either way, I just gave you four minutes of free content. We're switching over. It doesn't really matter. Look, whatever happens from here doesn't matter, but we got the right show title up there. Sorry, Jeff, for screwing your shit up. But here we are. It's a Wednesday at two o'clock. We got a little fireball in the coffee. We're feeling pretty good. Doesn't matter. Anyways, as I was saying, we've got NFC Championship weekend. Oh, no. What have we done? We've gone wrong. It's been an absolute mess from the start. Oh, crap. <laughs> I haven't heard from him yet. Where is he? Not in the DMs yet. It's all right. Jeff will get there in a minute. You probably got an alert. Let's see if this is working. We're working. It looks all right. Anyway, we'll start from scratch again. Welcome again to the B-League Pickems on behalf of Going For Two Live. Welcome. We've got, what, two more weeks to go. This is fantastic, as it will be. Hopefully, we've got a pretty big prop show going for it. Again, we're going to cover this week's games. We've got Philadelphia and San Fran. San Fran at Philadelphia. Again, one of those things where you look at those two teams at the start of the year. I think Philadelphia were almost a certain, certainly to get to this point. I feel like there was no one really, you could have said Tampa, maybe if they didn't go through the the mess that they went through. I think now we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I also lost Jeff and half my viewers. So either way, <laughs> there we go. Uh yeah, I, I really think Philadelphia were almost a lock to get to this point. Dallas, okay, they, they always do this. You know, they get the hype in the middle of August because, you know, someone's got to talk about football and Dallas is the only place that will really. So they kind of get to that point. Maybe Green Bay, but I wasn't even convinced the way that they handled the Devontae Adams thing. It seemed like there were more, more cracks in the armor than what you thought. And then you look out west, Rams, okay, they should have been better than what they were. Injuries that kind of killed them. You look at San Fran, the start city they had wasn't really great. Three quarterbacks later, you know, the, the fact that they made the move, okay, we're going to go get McCaffrey. This is going to have to help now. He's going to help Garoppolo and whoever else we have ends up being Brock Purdy. One of those things where if you had said to me at the start of the year, okay, maybe not San Fran, but Philadelphia would be where they are, you'd say, yeah, they'd have to be. But even San Fran, they're always a chance with the coaching staff they have, the talent pool around them. Again, outside of Brock Purdy at San Fran, which I think will be the dividing factor this week, I don't know of a weak point between the two teams. I really don't. It's very hard to to say where that weak point. If you had to say who is this is this is going to sound crazy. Who is the weakest player in the field? You'd probably say Brock Purdy this week. Between the two teams, yeah, mate. Yeah, that is. It's Friday. That's it. I'm running on three different uh, broadcast channels under two different show titles. It's been a good start. Thanks for joining me, Jay. Hey, look at the you look at the AFC as well. Like you know, I'll get Jamie the uh, Cleveland connoisseur out here. You look at that, man. That that AFC North next year, it's going to be wild. You know, a full off season with Deshaun Watson and those bad boys when they get going. I think Pittsburgh have let themselves down. Matt Canada kind of looked a little bit a little bit clunky there for a while. They didn't really look like they could get going properly. Maybe Pickett will be better with a, an off season, but to be honest, I don't think anyone's that impressed by him. If Brock Purdy can get nominated for Offensive Rookie of the Year after six games and Kenny Pickett can't get a sniff, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about that. Baltimore, if they get Lamar Jackson back, new OC, some weapons. I saw an article today. I think it might have been full press talking about maybe Darius Slayton out there. Baltimore as well, that would be pretty wild because yeah, Giants guy, I think Darius Slayton is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. So that's one of those things too. Yeah, they probably do it the way that it's broken down, but either way. Uh, you know, and then you look at Kansas and, you know, Kansas were meant to be the team. Like we talk, we talk about Kansas at the start of the year. 
Oh no, Russell Wilson at Denver. They're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Oh no, Justin Herbert, the Chargers, if they're healthy, they're Super Bowl contenders. Hey, look, Vegas last year, they made the playoffs with that big playoff push towards the end. They were knocking off teams. They were a field goal away from knocking off San Fran this time last year. They were close. And you're thinking, oh man, maybe Kansas will struggle. No Tyreek Hill. No, the exact thought. They just, they're a more balanced team. They're more well-rounded. But my God, like they're back here again, albeit with a, a banged up, broken down Patrick Mahomes. Gators up again. Yep. Here we go. Get amongst it. Get around him. Get around your boy. There we go. Gators on. So it's one of those things. I, I don't think if anyone said, yeah, okay, I feel bad for Buffalo because, you know, maybe I feel like they almost let themselves down. It wasn't like, you know, I mean, we go back a few weeks when they played played Cincinnati. Cincinnati got off to a hot start. Buffalo didn't look too great either before the DeMar Hamlin incident happened. So it's one of those things where, like, Cincinnati probably would have beat them and they'd probably be in this place again and who knows. But, you know, obviously playing in snow, that didn't help. But, you know, probably should have helped Buffalo. It really didn't. Ain't no way, ain't no damn thing he's going to. God damn it, Atlanta. No one wants to go there. What a what a sinking ship that is. Uh-uh. Either way, welcome again. As we're going to go over these games again. Like It's not a lot going on, but hey, let's get some promos in. Listen, we're repping, repping the speak on it, boys, this week. Hey, listen, we got to... If we can give the if we can give the shit, we gotta take the shit. And listen, Danny's an Eagles guy. He's had some things to say this year, but hey, he's backed it up and so have the Eagles. So we're gonna rep the speak on it, boys, this week. They deserve all the love. Him and Lois D Max. Hell of a show every Tuesday night. Funniest thing you'll ever watch. Or listen to, depends on how you hear it. Hell of a show. You got the armchair fantasy show on tonight with Ryan and, and, and Jeff. Clearly not I'm not the show to watch. Taking over everything from Jeff. I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. I screwed that one up. Doesn't really matter. Gambit Thursday nights, DFS Fridays, Dynasty shows Saturday night with IDP. I don't think there's much of that going on anymore. Either way, everything's no no starts and sit show. Not happening. Oh, spiked coffee. Get that that in here. No worries. Either way, we're going to crack off into these games. I hear your boys join my boys down in Carbo. Let me tell you something. The last thing the Giants need is another photo on a boat, all right? We, we just finally, it was that 10 years, we put that behind us. We finally got rid of Boatgate. I don't think, listen, we can talk, listen, I don't think the Giants were ever a shot against Philly. I, the hysteria, okay, what happened with Minnesota? Okay, you know, Minnesota, one of the worst defenses. Okay, the Giants had scored a top five offense, which is something that we don't really do ever, but... The fact that people thought that either team were going to go into Philadelphia, it doesn't matter. What do I mean, Philly? I don't, I don't think Minnesota would have done anything different. I think Philly were going to roll whoever the hell were in, in their way because that's what they're, they're about at this point. You know, okay, Jalen Hurts, we don't know. He's got hurt. Nah, he's fine. Don't worry about him. We'll talk a little uh, Jalen Hurts props in a little bit too. So, you know, I kind of feel like the teams that are there this week, they're the ones that should be there. Buffalo, again, like Cincinnati last year, they had every right to – Turn the mush, but, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the, the final four this year, the final four for a reason, and that's that's where we are at. We are going to look at this week's games finally. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, hit the alerts, find out when your shows are taking off. That's when you really want to find out. We can go live. We find everything out. 
So much more fun that way. I mean, I guess you can listen to this on a podcast if it comes out in the day or two's time. Either way, that's neither here nor there. But it is what it is. We like that sort of stuff. Anyway, player props, player totals on all of the above. We are looking at the first game off the slate, Cincinnati minus one and a half road favorites at Kansas over under 47 at the point as we were. Look, my first pick, I think, uh, look, this is the low-hanging fruit, but hey, low-hanging fruit sometimes the sweetest one to pick, right? So Patrick Mahomes, lower than 273 and a half. Look, how can you back a guy knowing he has a high ankle sprain? I do a show every Monday night during the regular season with the doc, the TFS doc, the fantasy sports doc, Dr. Jim Freddy. He will tell you the high ankle sprain's a nightmare. Now, there's obviously different strokes of different folks, different athletes, different sizes, built differently, different positions require different movement. I understand that. You're telling me that that guy with his gimpy foot is going to throw over 300 yards? Get out of here. The guy could barely walk backwards. And after a week, you take that adrenaline away, the seizures, the, the, the foot would have been seizing up, the swelling would have been riding around that thing, the pain to touch, all of that. And all of a sudden, no practice during the week. That guy's going to strap up and go, get out of here, 273 and up. Not a chance in hell. Uh, despite the Bengals, you got one of the better pass defense, well, top seven pass defense, if I remember correctly. Okay, Eli, Eli Apple, he gave me one last week. I was like, oh, Stefan Diggs, Eli Apple. Yeah, okay. No, he was actually all right. He held, what, Diggs to, what, 30, 40 yards? Like, that happened. And they can do that again because those receivers in Kansas, and, you know, they're good. They're not great. Like, Juju's good. MVS is okay. Watson makes a big play every now and again. Sky Moore got absolutely rattled. Rattled. <laughs> he got smashed. Like, you'd have to think someone like Kadarius, Tony, thank you for the over 31 and a half last week. You good thing. But you'd have to think a guy like him who is shifty, who might be able to do a lot more after the catch, is a better play this week than the other receivers because Mahomes going to need all the help he can get. A guy like Jerry McKinnon, he might be a guy, short dump off passes that could help him. But we're talking 273 and a half. That guy can't put pressure on his back foot. Where's he going to throw it to? How's he going to escape? The guy's going to be a statue. 273 and a half is terrifying for me. It's a high total. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm saying he won't. All right? It's not going to happen. So Patrick Mahomes, lower than 273 and a half. Look, you want to get on that one now because that line is going to drop, 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 drop. The later in the week it goes, it will because... They're going to want to protect themselves. They're going to start forcing people to go over. They're going to want to do it. He's not going to do it. They're going to, they already know. Underdog knows they're going to adjust that line pretty quick. Pick number two for me this week. Hey, we hit with him again last week. Joe Mixon, thank you. You good thing. Joe Mixon over 59 and a half rush yards. It's a bit of a high line for him because normally he's good for about 48 and 55. But we're looking at Joe Mixon, 59 and a half rush yards. He had a monster game last week, 88 yards on the ground. Another 20-odd through the air, if I remember correctly. You don't have to double check. I'm sure he did. We're all about accuracy, right? right? Yeah, something like that. Look, super up and down year for the stud running back. Look, his box score is hard to look at at sometimes. It's very hard because those games, like sometimes he punches 40 yards and you're like, what happened? And then sometimes he punches out 70. You're like, yeah, there it is. It's very hard for him because, you know, if they mix in P. Ryan, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. And they do that every now and again. But it is what it is. And those big games, but he pops up and he pops up normally more often than not. We're talking about a big game against a team that doesn't mind letting the running back have their way every now and again. Again, this year he punched over 100 total yards uh, against the Chiefs. He did that as well. So he looked all right. Uh, 
Again, I could also look at his carries. I think he was at 14 and a half for total amounts. Listen, if they want to win this game, they're going to go through Mixon as well. I believe, look, Jamar Chase is a big factor. I get it. But every time that Joe Mixon gets those 16, 17, 18 touches, they're in business, and that's what you want. If you think Kansas are going to win, 14 and a half line for Joe Mixon is probably on the money. Speaking of on the money, Harrison Butker, yeah, low-hanging fruit. Here's your alternate pick for the game. One and a half field goals we're going over. Look, if they can get anywhere near the halfway line, this guy can bury it, right? He's got the leg. He's at home. Melting face shrug emoji. That's what we're going with. That's where I think he's at. Look, they might have to settle for what they can get and take the cheap points. Fourth downs with Mahomes. Yeah, okay, maybe he might sneak one around, play something cute. I don't think they could do that this week. On a high ankle sprain. Listen, he came out of the game for a quarter. He comes back in at halftime. First thing he does is scrambles, hit the ground. The guy can't put pressure on his back foot again. He's going to do that in fourth down. He's going to put pressure on his back foot to creep over the line for it. No, it's not going to happen. They get anywhere near that halfway, that 30-yard, 40-yard line. As he hits, hits that fourth down, they're going to take those easy points. I think Butker could, Butker could actually have one of those games where, you know, he might hit three or four, I think. It might be one of those weird games. So it's one and a half for him. You know, the, the reason why he doesn't is if Kansas starts scoring touchdowns, which, you know, maybe. Sure. Why not? He could do that. He could do that. Yeah, I don't know if he's that cool. I don't know if he's that cool, man. If I had millions of dollars, I'd have cigars and fur coats as well. <laughs> like, I'd be doing that as well. I don't think that's cool. I think that's standard. What do I think his line is if he's healthy? Look, he'd been coasting around that 304, 305 mark. So, and again, like, for Mahomes, like, that's fine, right? Like, He's, he's going to get close to the 300 yards more often than not when he's healthy, right? So it's not it's not one of those things where you go, oh, no, he's not going to get the 300 yards this week when he's healthy because you're sitting there going, it doesn't matter if they're up by 20. He's still going to, like, launch it about. What are they going to do, run the ball? The Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Don't think so. But, yeah, he'd be around that 303, 304, 305 mark, and depending on how the market would look, you know, that could swing higher or lower, give or take. I'd send him around 310, 308, 309, 310, but – Maybe as low as 294. It doesn't really go much lower than that unless the matchup's really bad. But again, I only think this is the matchup. I only really think that they go on 274 to basically tell people to come up. I, I really think that's what it is. I think they're banking on 274 trying to tell people to don't go lower, don't go lower, don't go lower, and that's it. But again, you hit Friday. I'd be surprised if this is above 255 if he hasn't been ruled out. I, I could see this like dropping dramatically over the next couple of days, and that's where I'm at with this. Is he, is he capable of one leg to throw 300 yards? Of course. Sure. It could, yeah. Yeah, why not? Hey, listen, if he's not practicing on Friday, that like they don't want to expose themselves too much. You know, they, they don't, they're not going to drop it anymore. But like the second you hear Chad Henney taking reps at practice, like that line is going to just, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I just, one leg with that court. Listen, he does spread it around. Look, Noah Gray gets involved, right? Like, like it happens. Blake Bell gets involved. Justin Watson gets involved. Like dudes pop up that you've never heard of. Like, oh shit, he's there? And he just caught one? Righto, no worries. Like it happens. And he'll have like a bunch of like seven receivers go two for 20. 
but then Kelsey will punch out 150 and hey, there we go. There's your 300 on the dot. It's wild. McKinnon goes for a 60-yard run. Spreads it around. Wildcat Kelsey. Yeah, easy. Butker, three. Easy. When I saw one and a half, I was like, like, okay, like it's it's Wednesday. They don't know much about my homes. Okay, we're not we're not gonna say anything. And I was like, this this floating up the two and a half, easy. They won't ever do it. Not on a kicker. Like they ain't gonna tempt fate like that because everyone just smash under just in case. But one and a half for Butka, like all it takes is like they they only have to get to that halfway line. They're gonna take that easy hit, and he's gonna do it pretty well. The only thing that stops him, I think, is the weather, and that's a big if. And that's being generous, I think. Butker's money. A few kickers like, okay, there's Justin Tucker. I think McPherson on the Bengals last year went on to run Carlson for Vegas this year. He was pretty automatic. Like, you won't find, like, okay, like, Graham Gano, like, doesn't miss. Like, he's wild, right? Butker's in that class. He's, he's up there with them. Butker, Tucker, all those sorts of guys. They're just, they're insane. I think, anyway. Before I kick over into the Philly San Fran game coming up one more time, as always, head over to our free Discord. It's going to be full of mock drafts going over because, you know, it's mock draft season, right? Because of rookies and whatever the hell they're doing, mock drafting and all that sort of garbage. But we've got all that dynasty content going for you over the offseason and all that fun stuff. Underdog should have gave us my extra points, made us my <laughs> I don't know. Not touching that one. Poor guy. That'll be like a pep. That'll be like, you know, that, that, that'll be like Harry Kane taking his next penalty, right? The guy misses a penalty at what the World Cup cost him a title, cost him a chance against France. The next time he steps up to take a penalty, he'd be just like, I don't want to do this. Hey, they're all professional, that sort of crap. He was missing it. Look, who did it hit like the Tampa Bay guy arm or something? Hit the arm, right? He, like, he was missing anyway. Absolutely shanked the shit out of it. Oh, coffee, 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 some whiskey, yummy, yummy, yummy. Fun times. Yeah, so head over to our Discord. Get over on that. Find where we are. As always, subscribe on YouTube. Hit the alerts, all that sort of fun stuff. Underdog.com. Promo code GF2. 100% match deposit up to 100 bucks. Get on it. Play some props with us. You're hitting those props, and when prop season's over, it's best ball season. We're all about it. Hitting a lot of best ball this year. Can't wait. Can't wait. Game number two, San Fran at Philly. San Fran, two and a half road underdogs at Philadelphia. Again, 47's the line, which is kind of weird. I feel like this game might go over. Well, I guess two, two amazing defenses. They might eliminate a little bit. But again, I said it before, like if there was one weak point in this game, Probably Brock Purdy. He's probably the guy that you're sitting there going, well, he's probably the worst player on the field at all times. Isn't that wild to say? He's had an incredible six weeks. But you're going to look at it, you're like, go across the board. Who's the worst player on the field at every every given point? It's probably him. He's probably the weakest point. Out of all this, the Philly secondary, the Philly defense, San Fran line, San Fran players, and then Brock Purdy. Who's the worst player out of all of them? Probably Brock Purdy. Isn't that freaking wild? You don't think about it like that. doesn't matter. God forbid anyone says anything bad about it. I don't know. It's Mr. Irrelevant. Fuck, I haven't heard that one yet. 
Oh my god, he's keeping Trey Lance out of a job. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, we'll see. Fuck. Jesus Christ, you guys are just fiends for this. Come talk to me in August. My god damn. He's gonna get traded to Tennessee. They're gonna trade Jordan Lowe. They're gonna trade Trey Lance. No, they're not. <laughs> That's too cheap. Why would you trade him? He's cheap as shit right now. They're both gonna be the two cheapest quarterbacks in the NFL on a roster. Go to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, let's get rid of both of them. And just go pay a veteran way too much money or spend more capital on a quarterback that we're not going to use. Or, hear me out, keep them both. That was your problem with Garoppolo. What are we going to do? Ah, shit. We'll just, I guess we'll draft Brock Purdy with the last pick. (laughs) Like, this is the scenario that was going to happen anyway if they were going to trade Garoppolo. This is what they would have had from week one. We haven't figured that one out yet, damn. We haven't figured it out. Fucking catch up. That's what I'm saying. Pick number one, Jalen Hurts, higher than 48 and a half rushing yards. It's going to happen. 48 and a half rushing yards. I feel it this week. Had a bit of a quiet week. He, he actually matched his uh, rushing attempt total last week. The line was at nine. That'll drop probably, what, Sunday, I guess. He had, he had nine, so, you know, we missed. Thanks, Jalen. All he had to do was, like, that last play was, like, third and nine. Like, just run and take a knee, man. Instead, he had to, like, jolt sideways and launch it out, you dick. Either way, Jalen Hurts, 48 and a half rushing yards. We're going over. Look, going off previous history might not be a good thing for him because he's a completely different quarterback than what he was a year ago and when he when he last faced him like, two years ago now. It's a different guy. You can't say, oh, he can only run it. You can't throw it. Look, the guy's throwing as good as anyone at the moment. The 248 lineup for his passing, though, I'm a little bit sus about that. That's, that's, that's a bit too much. 248, let me double check. That was a bit of a spicy meatball that I was going to take down. Look, a lot of unders on the court. The only quarterback I was going higher on this week was going to be Joe Burrow at 273. He's going to absolutely smash against Kansas. But everyone else, where are we at here? Jalen Hurts, he's passing yards. 246 and a half is pretty high against San Fran. AJ Brown was kept to pretty much nothing. Devontae Smith had an okay game. They were okay, but, you know, 246 against San Fran. How many times has that happened? Get out of here. He's going to run. He's going to run. He's going to leg it. He's going to leg it this week. So it is what it is. But again, one of the best defenses across the board with Philadelphia is San Fran. You know, but we've seen the odd mobile quarterback have a decent game against him. Obviously not this year. Kyler Murray didn't really play against him. I don't think he played against him this year. Justin Fields and Torrential Rain week one had 30 yards still, which was a hard game to watch. Marcus Mariota punched 50 on him this year as well. So his average is 50 yards. So I can see that and they might make him throw. I guess San Fran, they said, look, we'll just contain him and make him beat us through the air. I can see them trying to do that. They're just too talented to even run that up. So what'd you do that? But he's averaging the quota for the year. He's averaging 50 yards. It's right there on the money. I think he's going over this week. Had a few quiet weeks, obviously, before the, uh, he had one big game before the uh, the injury and then not much since, but I think he'll be all right. My second pick, I think, is my favorite prop line of the week. Debo Samuel going higher than 51 and a half. Receiving is 51 and a half. Okay, like, Again, he did a lot of damage on the ground last week. Listen, Richard James hammered the middle of the field last week for the Giants. Hammered it. Giants did nothing. Richard James was like eaten. It was wild. I was there. I was watching. <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins got to go for 10 reception. Oh, my God. He had like one for three. Darius Slayton. No. Nah. No. Nah. It was Richard James. Richard James tearing it up in the middle of the field. So that's what happened. 
He's going to be their best option in the middle. Him and George Kittle this week. I look him a little bit conscious off. Juwan Jennings, okay, maybe. Slay and Bradbury on the outside. They've been okay. Bradbury's always good. I still, I'm still mad that we just cut him for no reason. It was ridiculous. But Maddox, Gardner, Johnson, I don't think they're going to want to try and body Debo Samuel this week. They're going to stay. They're going to make some business decisions. One of those two, they're making business decisions. They're going to look at him in the middle and go, nah, nah. That ain't happen. Actually, I tell a lie. My favorite prop is this one this week. We're going higher on Kenny Gable, 10 and a half rushing yards. I just punched 100. About 40 the week before. Got a line of 10 and a half rushing yards. Get out of here. Look, you broke up a, big, a few big plays and I gave the garbage time against the Giants. It was garbage time after the first quarter, though. But fewer than 10 yards? Come on. Listen, he's good. Like, you get that four yard, uh, four carries, he's good for 15, five for 20. He's good for that. You might get four or five in that rotation. But, you know, after last week, you might have got a bit more faith in there. Rotate him in at about 10 and a half. He can do that on one carry. He's good enough to do that. Ten and a half. That's wild. I threw some fireball in this gator. <laughs> so, we can talk about that in a minute. Why is Dan drinking at two o'clock? Why has he got whiskey in his coffee? Doesn't matter. Kind of counterinductive. I had amazing black coffee with some peppermint schnapps. Get that in your guts. My God. It's amazing. Wake you right up. Perks you right up. It's fantastic, but it is what it is. But it's, it's wild. They're the only two games that we're going to talk about. But Kenny Gable's there too. So, you know, there's some interesting props this week. I'll say that much. There were a few that were there. Oh, hard. Ten and a half. Like, how do you give him ten and a half after that? It's ridiculous. That's wild. Ten and a half? Get out of here. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We're going to throw it. He's going to anchor every prop. I'm just going to chuck it in. If I've got a two-line prop, I'm going to chuck it in. Three-line, chuck it in for four. Like, whatever. I'd rather make no money and he gets like 10 instead of 10 and a half. I'm not like letting that one go. I'm going to go down with a ship on this one. But That's fine. I can do it. You look at Robbie Gould this week, obviously one and a half field goals. I think that's a, that's a bit of a, that's a nice one to take. George Kittle, four receptions. That's an interesting one too. There weren't a whole lot in this game that I went, oh yeah, no, that's, that looks amazing. Look, Christian McCaffrey's lines, like, even for him, receiving yards, 33 and a half. Okay. Maybe 63 and a half rushing yards on Philly. Look, okay, Saquon Barkley on the box. He had one one rush attempt for 40 yards. Didn't do much in between. He went like 10 for 12 like before. He was doing nothing. So like, yeah, McC McCaffrey can break one away and he can do the same thing. I get it, but that's just a risky game to play against Philly. I don't even want to do that. Brock Purdy, 219 and a half. Again, I don't think that's going to happen. That's come down a little bit too. So I don't think that's going to happen. 31 and a half pass attempts, I feel like might be high as well. It's about on the money for him. 20, 29, 30. It might be generous. That could be generous, I think. But there weren't too much in this game where I went, okay, look, that's amazing. Look, even like Miles Sanders, like, he was always going to smash last week. This week, he's down to 51. See the line of 69 and a half against the Giants. He's down to 51 and a half against San Fran. You got to sit there going, oof, stiff, stiff. Even for him. AJ Brown, five receptions. Yeah, I could see that. Six. There's one for you. If one of these guys, Devontae Smith or AJ Brown, had to have over five, they've both been charged with the same. And Smith seems to be the form dude at the moment. Smith's starting to show out. 
Here's one for you, Quez Watkins, under 14 and a half every time. Ain't going to do it. You won't even have a catch. Jake Elliott, one and a half field goals. That's there as well. Like my coffee, like my hamstrings, mate. <laughs> Stiff. That's it. That's it. That's it. There we go. But yeah, there's a lot of other ones out there. You can look at the Joe Mixon props. Marjane Piron, I think even his are a little bit high. They seem to be starting to fade away from him. Had a decent week last week, but prior to that, he hadn't really done much. T. Higgins has been nowhere. I feel like he's been like, he's lined, what, 737, 28. He's been given another, what, 50. There you go. Lower on T. Higgins, I guess. 28 last week, 37 the week before, seven against Baltimore, giving him 56 and a half. T. Higgins, he's going under again. It's going to happen. They're really trying to mess with his trade negotiation. That's what it's got to be, his uh, contract negotiation. Yeah, well, the end of the season, you kind of did nothing. You didn't throw it to me, but you kind of did nothing. You can see it coming already. Either way. I think we're going to wrap it up. I gave you 30 minutes of the best uh, free content out there. After Actually, if you want to see something, the first four minutes, bonus pod. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. That's my bad. My bad. I didn't mean it. It was an accident. Tune in every Tuesday night for the Speak On It, boys. Gambit on a Thursday. Armchair Show Wednesday, DFS Friday. Two-point conversion on a Monday as well. Get around it. Underdog.com, promo code GF200% matching deposit up to 100 bucks. You can spend all your money on parlaying. Robbie Gould, Evan McPherson, Jake Elliott, and, and Kenny Gainwell. I'm going to do that now just for shits and gigs. We're going to, and Harrison Butker. I'm going to do a five-leg parlay. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to put it on right now. Just so I don't forget this, we've got to record. Jake Elliott, high the one and a half. Here we go. Robbie Gould, higher than one and a half. Where are you? Kenny Gainwell, higher than ten and a half. We're going to do it. What we got here? Evan McPherson, higher than one and a half. And Harrison Butker, higher than one and a half. It's going to be a field goal week. We're going to throw a cheeky fiver on it. There we go. Why, why not? Let's do it. Did he do it? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> we got off. Dan says, let's go field goals. It's happening. Just right between the sticks this week. That's it. Right up the guts. That's all we're doing. It's going to happen. Get over to our Discord, free Discord. Get involved in your mock drafts. Talk some more prop bets, dynasty games, all that sort of stuff. Get around it. One of the best free Discords out there. Can't imagine not doing it. Be crazy. As always, my name is Dan. I'm at the B League says you can find me over wherever. I'm not going to respond to you. I'll give you the old Gladys treatment. Just, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> Either way, I got us. Either way, then before you go, who you got in the Super Bowl? Who's going to get in the Super Bowl? You'd have to say Cincinnati at this point. You told me Cincinnati, Philly. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think San Fran's going to beat Philly. I don't know. I don't think they're going to beat Philly. They... If Garoppolo was there, I just don't, I'm not a Brock Purdy believer. He's going to get found out. He's the second coming of Christ. The guy threw for like 185. 80 yards of it was a Debo Samuel dump off. It wasn't even him doing anything. He's amazing. He's going to take everyone's job. Fucking stop. I'm sick of you guys. Why am I reading this shit? It's wild. Do I think, I think, I don't think Philly are going to mess this up. 
So I, I would think, and you know, an injured Mahomes. If this was a healthy Mahomes, it was going to be the Andy Reid Cup. It was going to be Andy Reid versus his old sticks in Philly. And I would, I'd have loved to have seen that. I, you know, I'm a Giants guy, but I don't think there's anyone that watches NFL that doesn't like Andy Reid. Andy Reid's awesome. So that would have been pretty cool to see like Andy Reid versus Philly in a Super Bowl. That would have been kind of wild. But I don't think I don't think you can do that with Chad Henney. And I don't, think, I don't think Mahomes is going to get through a game healthy. I just don't see it. So Cincy, Philly. So I'm going to say Cincy, Philly. Oh, I tell you what, those those Bengals. Oh man, I can't even say that. If T Higgins wakes the fuck up, I'd say Cincy. But at this point, I'd have to say Philly are going to go all the way. It'd be hard. It'd be a very those that, like you're looking at that, that terrible Bengals line and the pressure that Philly can put people under. I, it'd be very hard to. They're going to go Aaron Donald on him again, and that'd be hard to go past. I think. I'd have to say Philly over Cincy in the final. Gut feeling. I just, at this point, be very hard to be the best team in the. I don't think that it's been a question who the best team in the NFL has been this year. I don't think it's been very close either. So it'd be very hard for them to to not to not win it. And it'd be stiff for Cincinnati to get there twice and lose twice. I think so. I'd like to say whoever gets there, I don't care at that point. If those are the two they get there, I'd be pretty happy. Well, I wouldn't be happy about Philly, but, you know, be happy that I was right. Either way, thanks for joining me this week. Over on YouTube, subscribe and all that sort of crap. All that fun stuff. Bonus episode, four minutes to see what the hell happened. Sorry, Jeff, one more time. As always, thanks for joining in. Take care, safe bets, happy punning, good luck. Cheers, bye-bye.